Hey, this is not a test. This is the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, Mac. More heart than slower. <laughs> Fair enough. Ian is with us this evening. Greetings and salutations. And we have Mad Cat. I am here even though a public opinion says I should. <laughs> is that what public opinion says? <laughs> I think so. And the man with more public opinion than anyone should ever have, the dumbass himself. Hmm? Oh, sorry, I was just enjoying a sub. Uh, hold on a second, I'll get rid of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> nice. How's everybody doing this evening? Uh, okay, well, that's that's good. Okay. Doing pretty good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess some of us are doing better than others. It, it does sound that way. It does sound that way. Well, Mad Cat has had, this has been a technically challenged uh, uh, getting started for her, so. Well, plus we had our room, one roommate fall again, so. Oh, no. Yeah, we have the ambulance still outside. She's probably denying service. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, interesting. So if I leave really quick, you know why. Okay. We got it. Ian, Ian, what have you been up to? Um, always busy. So do I get to pimp my stuff now? Is that what you're saying? Oh, shit. Pimp your shit. <laughs> Pimping. Well, actually, wait a well, second. You're, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. When okay. he does it, it's hawking. When we do it, it's pimping, right? <laughs> Very true. Isn't, Very that, true. isn't that correct? Right. So well, you hawk. we pimp it? Because we get it much more we exciting. Do, it's, it is when, more exciting. Well, actually, this one, though, Ian I does think... It, when Ian does it, it's hawking because he does it from an extensively powerful wheelchair. Oh, God. He has a wheelchair? No. <laughs> oh. oh, no. I... Okay, hawking, as in Stephen Hawking? Yes. Ha-ha. The jokes uh, are always better when we have to explain them. Yeah, that's true. They are. They're always better. <laughs> All right, Ian, tell, tell me, what is this? So Ian and Georgie, oh, okay. Ian has a new Georgie and Amon vacation story called, uh, You Call This Scary? Yep. Let's see. It's uh, what debuts at, debuted as the number one release for thirty minute LBGT short read. Yep, I thought that was actually pretty cool. So, what does that mean? Uh well, it's it, the LGB stuff is not the biggest um, competitive category. Okay. But what it meant is that the day it got put out, it apparently got. Um, more people picking up, which was, I think, three copies were sold in its first day <laughs> to, to show you just how uncompetitive it is right now. Okay. But, the, 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 yeah, the short story Kindle categories are not really highly competitive. Okay. But it's still some, I, it's still cool to be able to say. So sure. Screw the sure, competitiveness. Sure. So, yeah, this, um, this is my second Georgia and Mon vacation story. So you have the novel, then you have two little fun short stories of them going on vacation and what they experience. Um, I'm trying to imagine I, Armand on vacation. It, it's it, yeah, you, I I think you'd enjoy it. Okay. Armand right. is very interesting. Um, with his vacation, although the next one I'm thinking I'm actually going to have it be Armand pick the place. These first two it was Georgie picking the place, and of course Armand's busy nitpicking and complaining to begin with. Then once the, once the story goes, he kind of gets into it. Okay. But he, his initial thing always is looking for all the errors, all the stuff that's wrong, and um, but yeah. The, they're, they're fun. They're basically taking Georgia and Mines outside of the hotel, putting them in various situations. Uh, you know, the first one was a weird Western. This one is a zombie story. So, okay. you know, and, and that's kind of the idea. Take them out, put them in more or less stereotypical storylines, and but have Georgia and Mind be the ones who are interacting with it and show how they would um, take on the situation. Okay. So. 
Well, They're fun. That does sound like fun. Okay. Very and yes, good. you're mentioned in all of them. Oh, good. You know, if, <laughs> when I get a mention, it's okay. All this is good as long as I'm getting mentioned somehow, right? Yeah. The, the, the title page and every single Drug oh, Room on okay, thing good. I write says, um, <laughs> has your name in it. That's so, good. Well, you know. I, you're I, given credit. Listen, I take what I can get. <laughs> Those those characters still are close to my heart, though. I that that was you know, for for me, you know, the role playing stuff that we did, creating those characters. That uh, yeah, that I enjoyed. That, it was a, it was a it was a fun part of that of, whole that thing. Was some of the best times I remember. Absolutely. But now I think it's time for Mad Cat to tell us what time it is. Ah uh, yes. <clears throat> First, it's shout out, which has already been done, and now we have Ian and Dumbass's masturbation moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's masturbation moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire. Bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Our, our, our theme today is, of course, the court of public opinion. And so when it comes to sex, I thought, what has the most dynamic public opinion uh, uh, when it comes to sex? And my, my, my thought went to, to BDSM. And so when I did some Googling, I found this lovely piece from Reddit, which, I, which was great. BDSM is sick. Dis, uh, disgusting, and I'm disturbed by people who engage in it. Ah, I mean, it's, it's just it's a comforting world. Now, this is from 2012. It's been up here a while. Maybe this person's things on you know have evolved. Maybe they've become a little bit more educated. And and it, and it goes on from there. I mean, it's it's a it's a great piece. And, and we, I probably don't need to read it all, but there's you know we a couple of highlights here. She says, um, I know it's fine because it's between consenting adults. So at least they got that part right. At least they admit that it's consensual, right? And I think yeah. that's important. That we, For once. Good. Let's see. Uh, and people are into different things. That's right. Your kink is not my kink, but your kink is okay. That's not in there. That's just, you know, me. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. well, and, but, and, you know, the the uh, all this stuff that he's mentioning is not necessarily not necessarily part of everybody's experience in BDSM. Exactly. Burning, cutting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruising, et right. cetera, et cetera. Exactly. And that's that's another piece that we can get into. It's just, but it, BDSM is surprisingly wide. Um, it, it means a lot of things, but, right? Yeah there, yeah, there are a lot of things that can happen in BDSM, and some of them bear no resemblances to the others. Well, there's, yeah, okay, so let's get into that. But let's, let, let, me, let me finish painting this person's view of, of this activity. Let's see. Does that mean I have to like it? Uh, let's see, but that does not mean I cannot. I cannot express my opinion, and all that's true. That certainly, that this person is that it has the right to their opinion. And the other thing I've got to say is that so far, th- nothing that they've said is wrong. This is very much their opinion of it, and they've already said that it's okay for people to do what they want. But this is how, and clearly, this is how that made this person feel. Yeah. Um, and well, I, th- and I, I mean, and, he's he is declaring it sick disgusting and then he's giving his opinion well okay yeah. <laughs> but okay but so it's got a clickbait well, headline and i clicked one of my problems with it is he's getting masochism confused with bdsm okay so so there is the the bondage portion of it and then there's the masochism portion of it but then and then there's a lot of other pieces that he's including in yeah. here so he said uh so he says that he doesn't have a problem with you know the idea that some people like to be submissive and some like to be dominant that um and that's okay but it's he says but it's the burning cutting and heavy abuse 
Can't, but that that's the masochism part, and that's sure. not part of uh, most BDSM. Mm, masochism. Well, BDSM. No, 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 the intention no. is not to leave marks. That's not true. I I I, I totally well, so, disagree so with Mark, that. The, the, the stuff I've experienced, that's not the intention. Uh, well, but I would say that there is a, but I say that there is a definitely a scale of what of, of where yeah. people fall on that scale, and I would say that while. Your activities and and I think my activities have don't don't go into the you know to to, to the cutting and, and heavy bruising section, right? Um, but the, but for some people it does. So so to say that it doesn't is wrong. The, but, this is a but large on the other scale. Hand, you've got people who are into supposedly uh, supposedly normal activities who also like to leave bruises, such as people yeah, who well, like to give hickeys. Sure. Well, but also in my case, I can honestly say the most, uh, the most um, scratches I've ended up with was not from just from was not from any BDSM stuff. It was just from normal action that ended up leaving scratches. Sure, they sure there's there are I'm other not- ways to to leave. But here's the difference: is that those some of those activities that the bruising and, and marks may not have been consensual. In this case, a lot of this is talked about beforehand about what's going to happen. Yeah. So so actually, in some ways, where where the where the bruising comes in in the BDSM thing, it, it it's it's in a more consensual portion of that yeah. activity. Right? Actually, it's, apparently, it's, one of my problems with BDSM is I. Don't hit hard enough. Well, that could be. But here, let's I, move on. I don't on. spank hard enough. You don't spank is hard what enough. I've been told. Well, you know. I, see. I, I think you guys are completely missing the point. I, based on the uh, based on the first comment. Um, Do you want a point I, I don't, there? I don't think that. Uh, I don't think you're hitting on the right points here. Oh, okay, go ahead. And- We're not talking about Bible discuss and study meeting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I love that comment. Okay, and see, so he says that the and and other things like pet play and slave training and fu- are fucked up, and I don't think and I don't have to explain why. Yes, I, I actually think you do have to explain why. Um, let's see. Well, uh, he doesn't have to explain why. He's stating his opinion. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. He's saying that as if I should understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what he's saying. I don't are fucked up, oh, and I don't no. have to explain why. Well, the, the, yes, you no, do. I've seen... I don't have to explain why I think something. Uh, that doesn't you... mean I expect you to understand mm-hmm. it. I expect you to respect that I think it. Right, but that's not what he's implying by that sentence. You, you're you're giving but, him a lot of leeway there. I, I've seen yes, those I elements have. both in ways that I have no problem with, and ways that I have problems with, and and that's sure. some of the issues with that stuff. Does too. there are people that do take it too far that are all about. The only way they get off is by degrading their partner, and that to me is you know isn't healthy. Well, but but well, well I, 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 I don't think we should uh, yeah. call any kink healthy or unhealthy, even uh, if it's about stuff like that. I mean, like I think, uh, well, I, I think well, like any a kink that can be destruct, destruct like practice it uh, uh, too far uh, can get bad, um, no. but. I mean, like, uh, I will never judge anybody for yeah. what well, gives them the yeah. sexual feelings. But, but what I'm not talking about is the consensual stuff. I'm talking about um, someone who takes a partner and instead of, you know, doing it as a mutual thing, does nothing but degrade them specifically because that's what they get off on and they don't want their partner to be strong. They don't want their partner to be mutual. So, so you, you I, well, mean on, uh, uh, degrades them non-consensually because some yeah. people do get off on being degraded. Well, the thing so. is the people will allow themselves to be degraded like that. But, yeah, but that's not, not BDSM. That's not what we're talking about. That, 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 that's not BDSM. 
When, when you, you're talking right. about something that's non-consensual, we're not, ta- well, you're not talking that, about BDSM that's one of the anymore. You might be looking at with the pet play and the slave training. Well, I think that those it, are usually consensual activities. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But I do know of times where that's been on the, the wrong side of it. Okay. And, that's, and the problem is, and this is one thing that I think we'll be talking about a lot in this podcast tonight, is the, the, the bad examples are often the ones people look at. Um, I, I, okay. you know, um, a good example is 50 Shades of Grey. I've never actually read the book or seen the movie, but everything I heard about the line gets crossed. Yeah. The so healthy DSM line gets crossed and goes too far. And, you know, it says, okay, the guy has a problem now. Okay. And so a lot of people like this person pro- don't, doesn't, you know, he says he doesn't, you know, he, you can use the argument to consent adults. I don't care about that argument. I think it's still disgusting and sick. But he's most likely more looking at the extreme stuff and doesn't care about the mutual stuff between healthy partners. I don't know that that's true. Now, if, if, we're, if, we're, if, we're, if we're talking like if you're talking about Fifty Shades of Grey, and this is this is a book of fiction meant uh, to arouse people who get off on that kind of abusive type stuff. And, and I think in fiction, it can go a lot farther than it can in real life to get people off. And I oh, think yeah. that's well, an okay on. thing. Even even in Fifty Shades of Grey. That they these are two consenting adults. She in in this situation she consents. And if, no, and if you want to go read the book, if you no 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 don't don't tell me what your opinion okay. is because I've read the book and, it's, no. and so if you well, want to go get it, point it out, he, that's like, fine. Ignore, in the book, does he like ignore the safety word or something like that? And well, that I, I don't I don't know. If that, I, I don't I don't remember offhand if that happened or not. If that's true, then yes, that that's that. That's why I understand happened at some point in the book. He did. The, the safety word is something like that. So he had set the limits, and he crossed the line and went past the limits. That had okay, been that set. that and you're right. That would be inappropriate. But once again, you're talking about a book you haven't read. Right, I, I agree. I agree okay. completely. Uh, and, the, the, the only stuff I've seen, I specifically looked and wanted to see how hot it was. And I have seen some of the sex scenes from the movie just because of curiosity. Well, but, are the sex scenes from the movie any good? Um, yeah. Okay. Here's the thing: is that I did read, I read all the books. And they were, and and I found them difficult to get through <laughs> because the writing more the two? writing was poor. They're three, <laughs> yeah. Wow. And yeah, exactly. Well, but here's the thing: is that th- this is kind of her getting her started, right? A first novel type of thing, right? So I mean, it, she's probably gotten to be a much better writer through the experience, I would imagine. And so some of her new stuff might even be better. Um, but I, I haven't read any of it, right? I, I read this because it was popular at the time, and right. so I checked it out. And and I I can't say that I remember him abusing the safe words, but maybe, but I wouldn't be surprised, right? I and um and that might have also been, um, a, a, there are parts of the story where she stops talking to him, and it could be that he abused the safe word, and and she retaliated in some way, and you know, and and that's one of the, the persons where she stopped talking to her. In that particular situation, it could be a motivator. You know, it could be a driving thing for a discussion in the book as well, right? It is a work of fiction after all. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. so, so when those things happen, there's there might be a reason that they happen that you know that gets dealt with later, right? And so, so why that might have been inappropriate? They might have even called that out as inappropriate in the book. I don't remember. Um, that's fair. But so, so, I, so even if that's in there, I'm not sure that it was inappropriate for the book. So. And even if uh, abuse does happen in the book, that doesn't, uh, and uh, they don't uh, deal with it, that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, it's a, a model for how a BDS right. relationship no, no. should yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, that's the other but thing. But I right? think a lot of people see that more of all the, you know, it, it, just them wanting the abuse and stuff, and look at it all from the negative side and the rare cases where there has been examples of going too far and having some 
bad repercussions. You I understand? I have been publicly flogged in the middle of a sex show. Was believe it, it or not? Yeah, but it was consensual. Yes. Right. I, I allowed myself to be strapped up and flogged. And did you have a safe word that you could have used? No, and actually, I didn't. But um, that they would continuously ask me, you know. Right. How, so you know. yeah, in a public situation like that, they're, they're probably engaging in a little bit different manner than. Yeah, but they, they they checked up and yeah. made sure. And you could probably just walk away whenever you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, just a real quick question. Um, Lorelai says she's got pictures, so I guess we've got this uh, podcast's artwork. <laughs> All right. Oh, That's that awesome. makes it easier. Nice. <laughs> and here's the thing is that knowing Lorelai, she'll give us those pics, too. <laughs> if you ask, yeah. Exactly. Um. Thing is, though, is that some people may not know exactly what they're talking about or exactly what is where. Erotic humiliation apparently is consensual psychological humiliation performed in order to produce erotic reactions. Right, but I, but what but I think it can be abusive sexually, and it may be part of BDSM and other sexual role plays, or accompanied by something else. But it's not specifically BDSM. So here's what I'm going to say so that we can move on. If, if people really are interested in BDSM, I think that a, a, a resource that they might want to check out and that they can get on Amazon and probably other places is uh, S&M 101. So that's sadomasochism. It isn't the BDSM part of it. Uh, and I think that they address that. It says a realistic introduction. Um, the second, and I think I read this book, the second edition. So it's, it's S&M 101. And and the author that that writes this is has is pretty prolific in in writing about um in, in writing about it. Right. So there are much better there are much better um, sources of information that and they talk about you know the consensual pieces and, and some stuff like that in making sure that you know that you've set boundaries and and yeah. that you and, and it is tricky because you're simulating non-consent. Right. It is so, true. Like, yeah. anytime, anytime you're simulating non-consent, there's uh, and there, there's a bit. It's a bit of a tricky yeah. situation, but which, I, it's not a. It, it's not a wrong thing. Which yeah. is why the but, safe words are so important. Interesting. Looking at Brian's article um, from Psychology yes, Today. Yes. Let's move on. Let's move on to Psychology Today. Because it talks about how many people are into it, and basically, it's between two and sixty-two percent. Right. And then it goes into explaining that's because people don't answer the questions honestly. Yeah. And the phrasing of them, um, and you know, people aren't as good with um, expressing uh, how they perceive sex as they need to be in order to get a more accurate um, finding on this, which is another thing that leads to the misperceptions. Exactly. Yeah. What I, I, you consider the BDSM. Right. So it's a, as well as the as well as the um, number two, where we're talking about outdated. Are they sick? It says for fraud. For for fraud. Freud. Freud. Yeah. Freud that, the uh, answer was yes. Was that a Freudian slip? <laughs> <laughs> he would say yes, but we've come a long way since then, and we understand it so much better. And so you have outdated ideas along with poor information coming in. Right, but it is still in the uh, is considered a uh, a disorder, right? In the in the um, let's see, diagnostic statistical yeah. manual, isn't it? I thought they removed that from the. I thought, DSM. They, did. I thought they did as well. How old's my article? To 2015. I think, 2015. I, yeah, I think yeah, I think we talked about when it was removed. So so it's not there anymore. Um, so it's in psychological disorders. Okay, so yeah, so uh, so Pamela Connolly compares BDSM practitioners to um, public pub, published norms on a ten psychological on ten psychological disorders, comparing the uh, normative samples of BDSM practitioners as a low level of depression, anxiety, 
post-traumatic stress. So, so a lot of negative things. But they they go on to um, this article goes on to, to correct uh, a lot of this misinformation. But no, it's saying straight out. Um, the practitioners have lower levels. Oh yeah, lower. Yeah, of, exactly. Of lower levels of these. They have right. they have yeah. equal levels of obsessive compulsive disorder and higher levels of dissociation and narcissism. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So so the people who are doing this are on the lower end of those scales, where where yeah. does not tell they're perceived. Yeah. And see, this is interesting. So what do they do? Both practitioner, uh, let's see, both researcher researchers and practitioners. Wiseman, interestingly enough, Jay Wiseman, the article of the of the um, is the writer of the book that I suggested. Uh, Wiseman, 1996, has developed a category of BDSM activity. For example, uh, let's see, Allison and let's see, Allison and colleagues have categorized the physical re, has categorized as physical restrictions, bondage, handcuffs, chains. Uh, you see, the administration of pain, spanking, caning. And clothing pins and skin and humiliation, gags and verbal humiliation, uh, and categories related to sexual behaviors. So, th- so that's so that's essentially what what what's covered in in this um, in this uh, idea of BDSM. But now, I guess would that include? I mean, pet play kind of falls into there, you know, under the yeah in, in different ways, right? So, but the important I will put pet play in there. The important part is here: what are the effects of BDSM? Um, let's see. So, what are they, one of the the research is a person um, providing the stimulation. So that's the dominant. So it, it consists of a, of, of a, a dominant image of somebody who's um, receiving the stimulation, somebody who's providing the stimulation, which I think we pretty much covered earlier. Let's see, both the bottom and the top report in, see in, reported increase increases in relationship closeness and um, I hate I hate reading it like this. D, Decisiveness in psychological stress or de- decreases in psychological. Oh, let me. Okay, let me try that again. Both bottoms and tops report an uh, increase in relationship closeness and a decrease in psychological stress from uh, before to after the scene. But both bottom, uh, let's see, but the bottom also shows an increase in s- psychological stress as a measured measured by the hormone hormone uh, cortisol. So they're saying there's an increase in stress. Well, oh, but that, was that during or after? That's saying after. It sounds like. Yeah, it's interesting. Is so. Well, increases. but it's it's one of those um, psychological versus physical. Yeah. And that happens in a lot of other stuff. Stuff like um, smoking. Smoking a cigarette has a psychological relaxing sensation, but it physically actually ups the blood pressure and um, sure. stresses the body out. Yeah. So what it says here is um, we found this disconnect between the physical stress and the psychological stress to be very interesting and we and we've wondered whether it is it might be indicating that the bottom have entered an alternate state of consciousness and this is something that's talked about in a lot of books called, that they call subspace right um uh, to test oh, this, subspace <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard that before you've never heard that before I, I'm not making no. that up. It, 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 um, I think it, I think it uh, I think it's talked about in the in this S and M book 101. Uh, but I but I've heard about this talked in in several different states where the where it's, it's and they're describing it. The bottom enters an altered state, uh, almost uh, a trans. Well, it's actually it goes on to say actually both of them okay. enter an altered state. Yeah, which I had never heard. Any, so I guess there's like a, a yeah. dom space as well. But I've heard of subspace. But subspace. the idea that the dom I mean, like enters, I, I think like any kind of sexual activity you're doing, like uh, 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 if you're um, trying to uh, do some kind of kink or something, isn't it always an altered mental state? I guess I guess it can be. Yeah, sure, to some maybe, extent. But yeah. they're saying the bottoms enter was transient hyperfrontality. 
where they can uh, um, re uh, reduce the pain and certain feelings and stuff. And reductions of pain, feelings of floating, feelings of peacefulness, feelings of living in the here and now. And time I, understand, I understand that just sexual pleasure in general can release uh relieve feelings of pain yeah i think that the the a lot of times the subs are, are receiving this during you know intense you know beatings and canings and stuff like that where, where they're entering these states mm. and and actually you know you, you say you haven't heard of this but um that that's that show that we watched um do you remember the show uh from oh, yeah, Vice? Yeah, the, uh, the um yeah uh, i i actually uh didn't there was a second season i think you watched more than i did i didn't i didn't have even bothered to catch up I, I thought the i thought the bondage um session was in the first season and that that sub talked about subspace did and, she i yeah, don't even remember i think so well that 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 might be worth a revisit but i think that i'm pretty sure that that the uh, he talked about that when when uh they were when he was getting his whipping you know, the, the one thing I remember about that episode that really touched me was uh, the sub who, um, uh, like, I think he was being whipped or something and uh, had a big orgasm and started to cry because it was just, you know, like, so relieving and they, they all joined around and hugged her. Yeah, I think uh, I, that, yeah. that was really touching. Yeah, I, the, I, that show was great, actually. And I think that they dealt with uh, a lot of these um, kinks uh, very compassionately in, 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 in that, that particular again? Oh. Uh, what what was the name of that show? Um, oh God, what is it? Sexual Se education? No, 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 <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. This was this was like a, a, a documentary show. This is not the one you were talking about last time. No, that that that's a that that show. This is this is more of a reality show. Um, okay. Oh God, what is the name of it? Slut ever. Okay. Slut ever. That is it. <laughs> yes. Is it on uh, Netflix? It's on Vice TV, and I think that it was on Amazon as well. Yeah. And so, yeah, so he talked about, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I remember him talking about subspace at that time. But the, this whole, the whole idea that, that, you know, that these people are sick and stuff like that is, is really um, overblown. The, the, this, this is an act uh, when it's done properly. Okay, Ian? Yeah. That, that is, that is uh, consensual and well-structured, actually. It, it's, it's not this, you know, uh, you know, people talk about their limits and decide what, what they want to do and what they, and what they don't want to do. Yeah, it's a, it's a verbal contract. It's a verbal contract. Well, no, sometimes it's not verbal. Sometimes it's written. Sometimes they sometimes write down. It's on this paper, stuff down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's on paper. And, and it's, and, and I think that, you know, the idea that you have these safe words, you know, maybe, you know, a, a yellow, this is too much and a, and a stop and, you know, and a red, this stop, you know, the idea that, that you can say, hey, listen, this is getting to be too much, or this has gone over the line and needs to stop. Is is one of the things about this that um, I think is I, I find that that piece to be extremely powerful because both people must respect that that safe word. You can't you can't use it to cry wolf, right? Because people will just stop playing with you. And but but it's there, and the dominant needs to respect it when you do use it, so that nobody gets hurt. And so you're having so even during this act, there's a way to communicate where people are at at any time. And and when we talk about you know about um, about cons being about consent, consent can be withdrawn at any time. There's a there yeah. is a mechanism set up to withdraw consent. In fact, and um, and we've talked about this before too. If you're in the middle of having sex and the other person says stop, boom, you're done, right? But that right. but that contract is not is, is is that social contract isn't necessarily there, right? But in here it is. So yeah. so who so who's sick? The people with 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 or without safe words. The ones without. Yes, I, I agree. Right. I mean, the, 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 maybe if this kind of stuff. 
Go ahead. If they don't care about the other person's feelings and reactions and such like that, it is much worse than anything. Yeah. Um, anything else that they say is sick because not being respectful to another person's feelings, uh, the way they are reacting or not reacting, is not good. So anyway, so there, there's a lot of resources that they give on this page as well. Um, and uh, and Jay Wiseman, oh, here it is. Books such as Jay Wiseman's S&M 101, The Re- Realistic Introduction, A Realistic Introduction, is right there. Would have thought I did that on purpose. And maybe I did. Never know. Anyway, uh, the, the, uh, the, but kind of the point of this is that public opinion is all over the map on this. Yeah. <laughs> and since we were talking about public opinion, that, that's the perfect subject. And, and, and it's all over the place even as we're going through it and talking about it. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I, and I'm talking about, you know, consensual and, you know, Ian is talking about where it goes over the boundaries. Yeah. Obviously, like anything that is fully consensual um, and like you can make an, uh, like if somebody wants to like be amputated for sexual pleasure or something, maybe that's beyond the line. Like, uh, but I guess you can like put it in like as long as it's completely consensual and like nobody's getting um, uh, permanently harmed. Uh, then of course that is perfectly all right. Yeah, yeah, I, I I would tend to agree with that. We've had we've had we've talked about on this podcast before the people who you know want to be you know disabled for one reason or another, and I think that that's still a hard subject to wrap my head around, right? But we've had those discussions. We've talked about it. Yeah, there was actually a mainstream movie about that. Seriously. Yeah, but that's not like what I'm talking about. Ar- well, so, semi mainstream, yeah. but it was. It was called Armless, and basically, uh, this guy couldn't couldn't imagine that his arms were were actually part of him. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, but that but that's not that's not the discussion we're having here with when we're talking about BDSM. We're, no. We're, I mean, we're, we're. But you know, dumbass did. Maybe bring someone it hit no, him with did. his own arm. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll I'll back off. That's okay. All right. <laughs> so now, so so we we want to, and I think that Ian has a lot here he wants to talk about when it talk when it comes to the court of public opinion. And yet not enough. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I, I saw some some very, very uh, obvious cases you left out. Okay. Well, well, I mean, well, you could have added some. I added one of my own, but Good. not an obvious one. Okay. Well, th- I think it's better if it's not obvious, perhaps. Uh, let's see. What is the court of public opinion? Let's see. Uh, innocent until proven guilty is technically our standard. So I, I think I just want to I, I just I want to summarize this real quick. The the idea okay. that uh, we're, we're, we are we're seeing public opinion more and more, and I think that the internet has really increased that that um, the volume of that, right? Oh yeah. And so even I, so, during the O.J. Simpson trial, he was he got off, right? Uh, uh, and yeah. maybe there were legal technicalities but, or whatever, but he was guilty in the public court of public opinion. Oh yeah. yeah. He was he was and still is guilty in the Republic. Some of the, some of the other things that they bring and up, and that's actually um, in some ways a, a harsher punishment for him because he's a person who thrives on the good attention. Sure, um, the Rodney King beating, um, the Trayvon Martin trial, Michael Jackson. Yeah, and 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 unfortunately, yeah. like the Trayvon Martin trial, where when I when I've heard legal analysis of that, unfortunately, the law got that correct, whether we like it or not. Because of the laws that it were in Florida, you know, it he he was probably he was. It sounded legal. It sounded like based on the evidence presented, it would have been hard to convict him. 
with the well, on the loss. charges they put they, right with the, the charges prosecution could have tried for other charges but didn't for some reason yeah so the, the, yeah so they might it, have, it, yeah yeah so so the, these kinds of things are hard because the law isn't is necessarily subject to uh, public opinion and it's not always easy for a lay person to understand and even when it's you know when when you hear legal analysis of it i mean it, it can vary right um, right, but but these things are certainly cases where where the where in the Rodney King um, situation that the we found the in the public opinion the officers were in the wrong right, but but were yeah. they? I mean I mean certainly I mean I I guess it's hard I'm to not, say for sure right. Um, but still, you know, the public when opinion when got when you're talking actual criminal court, it takes twelve men to convict. It takes one to acquit. Right. Because yep. they have to be proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, right? And if one person, uh, if one person is not in consent, it does, does not assent to the guilty verdict, then that's a reasonable doubt. And and I and I think I want our system to work that way. It may, yeah. it may not it may not be a perfect system. In fact, it isn't. But I, I think that I I want it to work that way, where where those twelve people, if one of them isn't convinced and can't be convinced, yeah, you know that. <clears throat> Um, you know, they, they, they move on. Right. Yeah. But with yeah. the Rodney King verdict that showed the da- uh, the, uh, extreme danger of public opinion that, you know, that led to rioting Yeah, because did. the yeah. Court of public opinion said, no, you guys were wrong and we're going to violently retaliate for that. Yeah. And yeah. I haven't heard a legal analysis of that particular one, but I think it would be interesting to, to, you know, to try and understand why they came to the conclusion that they did uh, as opposed to just getting upset about it. So anyway, so I mean, the, so I mean, when we're talking about Puerto, I remember I, not the Rodney King trial, but the O.J. Simpson trial. I remember that two of the big deciding factors were that genetic evidence was still pretty new, and the experts that they had on there did not sufficiently explain to the jury's satisfaction the genetic evidence that they were putting. Sure. The other thing is that, that the uh, the famous thing about the glove, the glove in evidence had been had been damaged and whether it had ever fit oj simpson or not it did not fit him at the trial and ergo if it doesn't fit you must acquit yeah 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 well and and there's a lot of reasons why it might not have fit but man it was a good line yep well and and cochran is an incredibly talented lawyer sure and he knows how to play a jury agreed yep no so anyway, so so I don't I don't th- I don't I don't need to talk about more there. But um, dumbass, if he's back, it looks like it, sorta. But it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, we can't. We're not hearing him. Um, dumbass put an article in here, and this is from ideas.tedtalk.com. Four tips for talking to people who you disagree with, and this is from Megan Phelps Roper. Um, so who grew up, as we know, in the Westboro Baptist Church and has left the Westboro Baptist Church. And I, while, I mean, in, in, it's, it's important to remember, you know, the things that she said when she was on the street and the, and the terrible things she said about other people um, as she was growing up. And, and she has certainly, I think, you know, been held accountable for those things and um, has come out on the other side. But certainly a person who has, uh, done a, has been talked down to and has been called names and um, but was was when somebody finally did talk to her reasonably was it was able to, um, you know, have a conversation with her and and move the needle. Right. And, and moved her out of the ideology that she grew up in. 
So this idea that we can't talk people out of a position that they that they weren't reasoned into uh, is wrong. Uh, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy, and it doesn't mean it's always going to work. But I think it's one of those things that's incredibly important to do. And so the the four things here. Um, number one is don't assume bad intent. So just because people are disagreeing doesn't mean the other person has bad intentions. I think that I think that makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Too often these days you kind of hear people uh, just like. You, you know, like uh, pretty much like anybody uh, who has like uh, an opinion that uh, yeah. they, they think is like harmful or anything. You, you, you don't get a civil discussion. You'll get people no. basically uh, assuming that these people are bad and evil and they just want to hurt people. And yeah, well, I had um, a guy on Facebook who hated the new Star Wars movie and thinks all the, the all the Star Wars movies since the prequels are, are garbage because they're not canon. And I tried to have a rational, a, a, a real civil discussion saying, well, first off, um, Disney owns them, so the movies are canon, and that shouldn't be reason enough to dislike them. And he he got angry at me, and then I, I didn't even know him. This was on someone else's um, page on Facebook. He blocked me. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's, that's too bad. Hey, I've had Some people are really sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a person block me because I called Canadians, which I am one, a canuck, uh, said knuckleheads. <laughs> what? This well, is used okay. by Wolverine of the X-Men all the freaking time. I, I think I've said yep. worse about Americans on this podcast. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I am an American. Mm-hmm. You're an American. That's right. So and the last sentence in here is, uh, but when we assume good and neutral intent— we give our minds a much stronger framework to to dialogue, and that's important. It doesn't mean you have to agree with the person, but it does mean that you know the, the dialogue's important. Right, and that's one thing that often gets lost is, oh, you disagree with me, I hate you. It's like, no, dude, we, we can disagree and you know agree where we can disagree, but we can at least have an exchange, a mature, responsible exchange about our opinions, and that doesn't necessarily mean we have to get the other one to change sides. We just we can express ourselves without needing that to be the ultimate goal. It is easier to do that with people that you generally are aligned with, if you will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But so, but so we have to work harder when it's people that we disagree with more often. Even in the right. beginning of this, this this podcast, I think we, you know we started out with some disagreements that we were able to to hammer out. I think, right? Yeah. And and but and that's it, one reason why a lot of the stuff I picked, I think, represents some of that. Yeah. Uh, how yeah, yeah. people are reacting to stuff they disagree with. Sure. You know, the first thing I have up here is Chick Fil A. Which we have talked about in the past. And so, well, know, let's 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 finish this article real quick if we can. Okay. Um, you know, as as far as Chick Fil A goes, you guys still don't understand that their lemonade is the most delicious fucking thing <laughs> on the face of the earth. <laughs> and you know, I I I'm okay with. I understand that that uh, okay, you know you okay, guys okay. may. And honestly, with, within the examples we have, there are a lot of stuff where that's almost the argument where it's like you know. But let, let Brian finish up, and then we yeah, can get let into me, that. Please let me finish Dumbass's article. <laughs> <laughs> ask questions. On, so, and I think this is important, you know, because that's part of having a dialogue is ask questions. So I find out where the person is. Yeah. Just because you think you know where somebody where where somebody's position is and how they get how they got there, um, it, it's good to you know to ask questions because you might find out that they got there in a different manner than you first thought that they might have. Right. I, I think that's good. Um, stay calm. And this is important because, man, it's easy to get heated, right? Uh, and when you're having the, these kinds of, especially especially stuff that's emotionally charged, right? Make the argument. 
And so I and so I, I didn't I, I had I didn't actually read this dumbass, but uh, <laughs> sorry I'm, about I'm that. Doing yeah, my I, best. I, I disconnected for a little bit. I, I I came in and you're already talking about it. Well, I I, I did. Well, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Not a problem. But um, yeah, uh, she uh, she has um, a, uh, a TED talk where she uh, goes into a lot of this stuff too, and it's I found it to be like very powerful stuff because when you're arguing with people, I think you you just really want to give them the benefit of the doubt and these these aren't people no very few people have actually evil intentions they're, they're these people are are uh hold the opinions that they have because they believe that this is the right and proper thing um and you know their their beliefs the things that they think are true aren't uh, but convincing them of that is not going to happen if you just look at them with disdain as these evil people who um right. are just you know uh just have it out for whoever. So when they're talking about making the argument, um, let's see. Th- uh, this might seem obvious, but one but one side effect of having a strong belief is that we sometimes assume that our values of of our position, it, whatever what the values of our position is or should be, is obvious and and self uh, self evident. And I'm going to go back to the to the first article where I started, where he where he said. That you know these things are that are discussing, and he doesn't have to explain why. No, because we make the we make the assumption when we're making our argument that 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 maybe that that they are that obvious, and they're not. They do have to be explained. Mm-hmm. And so, this, a lot of the times you'll find that people have very mistaken facts, and they will fight you on this. You'll tell them the truth, and they will fight you on it, and uh, assume that it's wrong. But um, the only way to to get them to realize it is to just give them the proper arguments like argue properly and it's not even just about convincing the other people people who are listening to your arguments uh and who are on the fence might be uh uh convinced to come to your side if you make good enough arguments uh and it's worthwhile to actually have the arguments rather than just shunning people who have these different points of view you see so yeah so like he says so and uh see obvious and self-evident uh, that that shouldn't have to defend our positions because they are so clear and right and good. Uh, that is somewhat uh, that uh, that if someone doesn't get it, they're the problem, and that and that's not my job to educate them. But if it were that simple, we would all see the see would all things see things the same way. And and, to, yeah. and 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 that's really that that uh, that that point that you still have to make the argument and clarify yourself is where or I have a problem with the guy with the first article that I read tonight. The idea that he says that I don't have to explain why this is why this is sick. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do have to explain why why you think that and Very why you true. came to those yes. conclusions. Anytime somebody says, uh, well, not anytime, but a lot of the time when somebody says I don't have to explain X, they really do. I don't have to explain to you why you have no. to explain yourself. You don't have to. Ex- I don't have to explain it, but if I want you to have any sort of understanding or sympathy for my viewpoint, yeah, I do. Well, if, if I want to justify my opinion, I kind of have to. And if you don't give evidence, I can dismiss you without evidence. Yeah, mm-hmm. simple. Fact and you know, like uh, uh, even even just as a person who's making an uh, an, an argument, uh, you want to make sure that uh, you know where you stand and that your uh, opinions are firmly based. So explaining fully what you mean and why you have the opinions that you have is important. Absolutely. It is very right. important. And that's, a, and that's the point I was trying to make earlier. 
Right. And there, it's also simple as uh, you speak as not to be offensive, not to offend, and you listen as not to defend. Sure. And that's easier said than done. Yeah. Uh, attack ideas, not people. Exactly. Absolutely. All right. So now let's let Ian have his way with us. <laughs> it's my way? It's all you now. Now, now, that, I've, now that I've set the framework and, and we've established everything, we've gotten to this point, I'm going to give you right. two minutes and, th- and then we're out of here. Yeah, so basically from here on out, the rest of the podcast, we'll be looking at various cases of the court of public opinion, where it's very much been shown and the results and talk about our, you know, what we think of it. So the first one I put up there, as I was saying, is Chick-fil-A. We all know the Chick-fil-A story. Um, it's a strong Christian company. That's why they're closed on Sundays. Um, they've openly contributed a lot of money to um, anti-LGBT groups, some groups that even are listed as hate groups because of the extreme level they go to. Um, and there's been protests here in the U.S., but Chick-fil-A in the U.S. is not faulty. If you go to any of their restaurants, they are packed. The drive through is almost always full. They're doing great here. However, in the U.K., they just closed their last one. They tried to get in the UK, but UK wasn't putting up with it. And so the first article talks about um, the remaining Chick-fil-A was only, uh, let's say after four months of protests, they closed. So there are no more Chick-fil-A's in the UK now. They, they try, kept trying to open them, and the protest was just too big, and they just had to keep closing them. They weren't getting the foothold. And now, so now they're trying to get into Canada, um, in Toronto, and it's a struggle because the controversy is still lingering with them. And apparently they have two now, I think is what the article said. Yeah, the second one has come in. But it seems it says they, that um, some uh, it's not clear whether the opponents of Chick-fil-A have lost interest in protesting or if there simply isn't the same opportunity when mall security reserves the right to boot protesters from the premises. Yeah, because the opening, um, the opening in malls there, so it might be a, a good strategy for them, um, in countries where they can get around the protesting that way. But it, it's a bit of a tricky thing with a company that has that kind of a reputation following it now. Well, so the, in the U.S., they 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 do very well, and, and there's no oh, yeah. doubt about. It. Now, I don't know if they're doing as good as the In-N-Out Burger, because they just put two of those here day in Houston, and I still can't get near the fucking place. <laughs> Uh, but they still are. They are definitely doing well. And the problem yeah. is, like Max says, they they have a good product. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. They, hey, they, and they just added they just added a good mac and cheese too. And, and the other thing is, that, I, I can't do that. I, I, the sandwiches are good. The chicken nuggets are good. The fries are good. Right, and it's most good stuff. Most people do not think about their about politics when they when they're going out to eat. That's yeah. not the that's not their main driver. They just want to get true. something now, good to eat. Yeah. Well, and also from from what I understand. They are really, really good to their employees, even if they don't, even if they don't, if they tend to hire only a certain demographic, they, yeah. actually, they, they still treat their employees pretty damn good. Okay, but from a, from a, from a, um, uh, from an employment standpoint, they're not anti-gay. And, and they came out and they yeah. said that very clearly because they didn't want to get sued. <laughs> yeah, well, they right? wanted to distance themselves. That's one yeah. thing they tried to do is distance themselves by not doing the um, donations directly through Chick-fil-A, but the owners are still donating to the um, the groups. It's just the company itself no longer. The company itself was. That was one of the big problems. They were doing the donations through Chick-fil-A. Now they're, they're like, okay, Chick-fil-A's not going to be doing any more of that. We, however, can still do it. 
And so it's a slightly different level. There's also a difference in the way things are done between Canada and the U.S. The U.S., you'll have protesters who are actionable against. In Canada, we have people who protest by just not going. Well, and we do that here too, but yeah. I mean, the well, that, yeah, that's the big that's the lazy way of protesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know a and, lot of people that won't eat Chick Fil A. Um, Howard, um, is one of them. I won't eat Chick Fil A. I, I, yeah. I might want to. I want to point out though that the protesting of Chick Fil A here in the United States actually benefited them because that made people who were right um, who were more uh, Christian bent right they, go out they, there they, to eat. The, the base got more powerful and said, we will go and, you know, make up for it. Now, I will give you the alternative. I have tried the infamous Popeye's chicken sandwich, and it is just as good as the chicken Chick-fil-A right. one. That's good to so, hear. <laughs> if you want an alternative for the chicken sandwich, Popeye's is just so this So here's an article. Uh, Ian, I'm going to suggest a, a place to you that I, I went to that I think their chicken beats the hell out of Chick-fil-A's or out of Popeye's, which is a place called Yellow Belly. Okay. Hmm. All right. Anyway, so, so there here, are alternatives. Real, real quick. I, but their lemonade is, okay. is still great. Here, here, this is from Think Progress uh, 2017. Uh, Chick-fil-A still has bankrolling uh, bank anti-LBGTQ causes. And here, just from the from the first article here, it, says, it has been nearly five years, and of course that was three years ago, since Chick-fil-A's chairman and CEO, Dan Cathy, uh, commented that the company was guilty as charged of opposing same-sex marriage brought, uh, see, brought the company's long history of anti-LBG activism to the national attention. So they, they they were still at it five years ago, and there's and I think that they're still at it. I mean, I don't think there's any, no reason to think that things have changed. Yeah. Well, like I said, my understanding was originally it was however they're doing the donations was through Chick Fil A itself. Well, but uh, now the uh, the owners trying to separate themselves. They they still donate the money, but they don't donate donate it through Chick Fil A to try and say, oh no, it's not Chick Fil A donating it. It says it's us donating. yeah, the company's tax exempt foundation contributed. Yeah, you know, okay. continues to contribute. So they're funneling money into it to a to a tax exempt organization so that they can give this, you know, get it do as a write off on top of it, right? So so right. they have this, so they give it to their charity essentially. Uh, but here, this is also interesting, too, from this article. Additionally, the Chick-fil-A Foundation gave at least $130,000 to the Salvation Army. Oh, the Salvation Army. Yeah, eh? no, another another organization that I think is repulsive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was raised on that. Were you? <laughs> well. Yeah. I think, uh, a pair, uh, dumbass, didn't your mom, oh, no, 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 your mom had gotten peeved off by, of them before you were born, right? Well. Uh, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> anyway, they're, they're a despicable organization. I'm glad that they worked out. I'm glad it worked out well for you. But from their stance on, um, you know, on uh, same-sex equality well. is is abysmal, and they and they have been known to um, to discriminate, and they do discriminate. Um, and as a private yeah, organization, they, they can do that. Yep, they do. All they right, do so much. so Chick Fil A in in the in the Ontario is struggling. And I can't, and, and, and I guess it's a little bit of Schadenfreude, but I'm not, I'm not sorry to hear it. So, so what do you got for me next? Planet Fitness. Plant, and this one's interesting because I am currently a member of Plant Fitness. Now, the two stories together are what paints the interesting picture. Okay, tell me. So about the it. first one 
Planet Fitness CEO has been quietly funding anti-gay politicians, including Trump, for years. So this is this is from Think Progress, and this is from March twenty fourth, twenty fifteen. So this so this was five years ago. And actually, the article itself is from two thousand nineteen. Wait, are we looking at the same thing? I'm looking. Oh, I'm looking at the uh, woman sues the trans, yeah, which is the, the the interesting counter to this. Okay. So, um, according to this article in Quitter, Quitty, Quitty, Quitty. Yeah. Um, okay. The the CEO of Planet Fitness uh, donated twelve hundred dollars to Donald Trump's two thousand sixteen campaign. Not actually that much. Really. Wait. Hold but, on. Hold on. Hold on. How how is that? How is that? But he okay. He supported an anti-gay politician, but that doesn't make him right. anti-gay. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. That, that, I, that that's okay. Brian, that is a valid point that I definitely was going to bring up because the interesting thing is the other article we have here. Woman sues Planet Fitness for being too respectful of transgender people. So back in 2015, this woman was suing Planet Fitness because they were allowing transgenders to use whatever um, uh, locker room they felt comfortable in. And so this woman said um, that, you know, how, how dare they are pro-LGBT. And I'm, you know, and they so, probably are. I mean, this is, I mean, yeah. just because he gave money to Donald Trump, that can, that can be just looked at as a pro business outlook as a business. Uh, right. Let me, let me point out real quick that, uh, you know, Donald Trump loves the gays and the gays love Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, okay. But you get an interesting picture here because you have one article busy trying to get us to go against Planet Fitness because look, they're supporting politicians who are anti-LGBT and you're another one that is saying someone actually sued them because they were transgender friendly. Here, here's the thing. you If you give money to Elizabeth Warren, it does not mean that you that you like her whole platform and that you agree with everything right. that she does. If you give money to Donald Trump, it does not mean that you support every stupid thing right. that comes out of his fucking mouth. It, but right. some of his policies might work out better for you. That is one percent why I put these two articles together. Okay, thank because you. Because each of them a completely different picture. Depend, you know, we're talking about um, the court of public opinion. Okay, okay, the okay, pa okay. Right. Painted here by each of these articles is opposite. Trying to get the um, you know, so a, a completely opposite sides of it, and it's one of those things where it's okay. You know, how do you know what side are we playing with here? Because in the end, is Plant Fitness pro LGBT or anti LGBT? But it depends on the picture being painted by the media. And while I, I don't believe in the fake news crap that Trump is pushing, we know for a fact media does have bias and does bend articles. And the, um, you know, the, the clickbait headlines are a big part of what they go for. And that's the, the first article. The Planet Fitness CEO has been quietly funding anti-gay politicians, including Trump for years, is definitely cliff, clickbait. Yeah, it is because it, 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 you, can, you, can, you can give money to Donald Trump's campaign and still not discriminate against gays. Right. But it said in here, the, the other thing was, didn't it mention Equinox? Equinox Fitness. Is he, is, are they the same company? Mm, that might be the the mother company of them or something like that. Yeah. Um, what's, what's interesting about that is that I remember Equinox being a, a uh, multi-level marketing scam, a pyramid scam that, <sighs> that got shut down, um, that uh, was shut down um, by um, the Federal Trade Commission. It's it's funny because I, I remember I, I, and we've talked about Equinox before. And so okay, no, they're saying the Equinox I, I, themselves donated thirteen million to Trump campaign. They're right? not saying oh, the same company; it's a different okay. company. No, I, but I, the I owner of that, I, I think Equinox Fitness is like Planet Fitness, except they're only open twice a year. <laughs> but no, I, I belong to, to Planet Fitness. Year. I go there 
at least twice a week. I try. I'm trying to get myself in shape right now. Good deal. Pushing it, and it's the best deal around because uh, you're not stuck in contract or anything, stuff okay. like that. That's the things I was looking at. And so that this is one. Even if you came out and told me the CEO is huge anti-LGBT, I'd have a hard time um, canceling my membership because I want to get in shape. I want to go to the gym, but I don't want to be trapped in a membership like sure. most of the others do or anything like that. And it's reasonably priced and everything. There's everything good to me about going to Plant Fitness. I can't find another gym in the area with that kind of a deal. And these guys, are, they, they just opened up one legitimately in walking distance of my house if I wanted to walk there. Here's the but, thing: is that there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing about that article that, that makes your me... exercise. What real, real quick point here, Ian? You're allowed to hawk your books. You're not allowed to hawk your gym. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Get off it, buddy. Anyway, <laughs> we're not doing a. We're not doing a, a paid. A paid infomercial for Planet Fitness here. <laughs> anyway, you, they, here's the thing: is that are just they right beside ice cream shop. No, those are the other direction. Okay. There's uh, nothing There's nothing about that article that indicates to me that that CEO is anything right. but pro-business. And, and, and he probably votes, and he probably votes from a pro-business standpoint, not an anti-LBGTQ standpoint, a, right. right? But, of course, the article yeah. doesn't want to emphasize that possibility. Right. The article's to, full of shit. Get to, go on yeah. to Jimmy John's. Uh, well, Jimmy John's is an, uh, an interesting one for me, just the opposite reason. Because I don't like Jimmy John's food, so I couldn't care less about the restaurant. I'm not a fan. I don't think they're anything special. I've had them before. I'm like, what's the big deal? I can get something better at Subway or a million other places. They put mayonnaise really? on fucking everything. If you if you order <laughs> on, if you order on. as you actually think okay. Subway's stuff is better than Jimmy John's? I don't know yes. about that. Here's the thing: is that they they put well, mayonnaise. No wonder you don't like the lemonade at Chick Fil A. <laughs> I didn't say anything about the lemonade at Chick Fil A. Uh, no, but Subway is awesome stuff, man. So, anyways, with Jimmy John's, I'm I've never been a fan of their food. So. When you come out and point out the CEO um, who looks like a douchebag, that's my opinion. Um, I, I've seen other pictures of him with his big game hunting trophies. To me, and in all of them, he looks like a douchebag. Well, me. hold on. In this picture, he's very fuzzy. He could be Sasquatch. Mac, <laughs> Mac, what that do you think? Could be Sasquatch, Sasquatch. Although usually we picture Sasquatch as brown. He's mostly white. Which would make him a Yeti. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, excellent point. But the fact that he's blurry means that he's probably one of the two. <laughs> yeah. But so anyways, um, he's a big game hunter, and that's something I, I, I have my own opinions about, and I don't understand the thrill of it, but okay. these rich people do. Um, you know, and I, like I said, once more, I have opinions about it. I'm not going to worry about my opinions because that's not, you know, we're here to look at the effect. So he goes and he posts his pictures openly online, Showing off his big games, and I'm like once more. I think he looks like a deuce bag, so it looks like a deuce bag with his big game hunt. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let's say they're calling for a boycott of Jimmy John's because of that. Okay, so when he hunted this elephant, where did where did he hunt the elephant? Where there's not very many elephants. Where did he hunt the elephant? Most likely over in Africa. Okay, so here's here's the thing: is that sometimes these reserves have an elephant that's starting to yeah. age, or or an animal I think that's we've starting to about age. That. We have and. They, yeah. the reserves basically offer that elephant to be hunted. Yes. And they make either a lot the, of, either the elephant is yeah. rogue or it's sick or in some way it's unhealthy for the herd. Yeah. And they offer or that elephant really to be hunted. That is right. also in many cases, how they make the money to protect the other elephants. It's, exactly. And so now what, within that though, that, that's where the trick comes. We, we have a positive side to it, but does that mean you have to like when someone does it and shows off and acts like it's a great thing? You don't have to like it. That, that, you know. Nope, you don't. But 
you right. don't have to necessarily assume that the person is evil because they're doing it. And you don't have to necessarily assume that the activity is 100% evil. I don't get why you find joy in that. To me, it, it seems disturbing to go and think it's a joyful thing to kill a impressive looking animal just because you can. Yeah. Uh, but, but the, well, I don't hold see on. why people get joy in it either because, you know, it's, it's an animal that really can't defend itself. You know, if you really want to hunt something interesting, okay, choose the most dangerous game. <laughs> Humans. <laughs> Another human okay. that's hunting you. Yes, we went nice and dark. Hunting with I'm always many glad of to go. If, animals. If you want it darker, hey, I'll turn out the lights. Wait, would you let Mad Cat speak now? <laughs> hunting with many of the larger games goes this way. They put out something for them to eat. They sit there and wait and shoot them in the ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's... So, basically, something like this. I don't like Jimmy Johns to begin with. Him putting these pictures out makes me like, okay, I like him even less. I have less reason to support him. And let me so say, it, it, you I, I'm not, oh. I'm not going against the food. I'm, I'm not boycotting him because I'm already not buying his food. But I'm now less likely to go to his restaurant. I'm I, going in the first place because we're nowhere near him. I think <laughs> that if, uh, I think that if somebody is going to go do big game hunting, I don't have any problem with it as long as it's done traditionally. Mm. Well, see, I, right. the thing oh, is, I respect the or make your own at Lottle, I have no problem with it. I respect the general concept of hunting. I know where my meat comes from. I'm 100% aware of that. I'm not one of these idiots that, oh, the innocent animals, or the other, you know, that they give, no, no, no. no. no, no. But I, I, the people that go out and do the real hunting for, for, for you know, they, they hunt, take down an elk or two, bring it back, cut the meat up. I have some respect for that. What's the difference because between an elk and an elephant? Case, I mean, realistically. You're not going to, the, the elephant, he's not hunting it for the meat. He's hunting it just because I can. I can prove how great I am by shooting something. How many? How many people did that elephant feed when he did? When he did actually hunt it? How, that how many, I don't know. Okay, I because uh, they I would do say eat zero elephant. people. Um, I don't <laughs> think that's true. I think that a lot of times in these hunts that that a lot of people benefit from from that meat because they they eat elephant and it, it is edible. Um, uh, are you sure about that? I, I, I don't. I don't know about elephants, but oh, I've yeah, heard cases that. of rhinos having their like horns cut off and being left just to well, die. Well, that's poaching. That, that's well, yeah, that's, that's poaching. The reason that rhinos are poached for their horns is not because their meat is not edible. The reason that rhinos are poached for their horns is because their horn is valuable in Chinese medicine, and the rest of them is not. So. I, I don't know the particulars. I, I assume that the reason the, that uh, people were hunting elephants was for to get like big game trophy type thing. I, they, that, do they actually eat the well, meat? I often, didn't think that they did. Often elephants are yeah. poached for their ivory, yeah. which is their tusks. But that does not necessarily mean. I mean, you know, we we have we have evidence on old artwork of mammoth hunts, and mammoths and elephants are not that far apart mm. as far as the genetic chain goes. You know, I yeah, guess we could really uh, criticize ancient uh, mammoth hunts and stuff, too, because what they did was basically get a whole herd of them and just Run uh, off cliff. herd them off, the, off a cliff. And they everything from the kill. Uh, no, they didn't. They couldn't. There's there too there many was too dead. much. Yeah, too much. Yeah, he, he, the, the rumors that Native Americans... Yeah, they, they got as much as they could, but they left a lot of waste. They had to. There's no other way. Yeah. So I don't know what happened in this particular case with Jimmy John's. It would be interesting to look into it a little bit more. But I, yeah. I, no. I remember I remember we were I maybe it was the rhino, but after they killed the rhino, they they, they took that meat and they you know, they, they gave it to um, people in the local area to eat, you know, that needed food. And so I'm I'm not so sure 
I mean, there's a lot that I don't know about to, to make any sort of opinion in the, in in this, and I'm uh, and so, I'm not going to judge him for for putting this up. I mean, I I I, I mean, there, there's I, a lot I, more to know. I just threw up. I just threw up on our um podcast. Discord. Um, what I what happens to meet after a trophy hunt? So, and it does say that. Um, okay, so you, you mean that you put up a link about that? Yes. Where did you put the link? Yeah, in? <laughs> many countries, it is a. You didn't just vomit, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, not vomit. <laughs> but so, um, the one thing they say is, in many countries, it is a legal requirement to take the meat of any game animal hunted. This is true in America. It is also true throughout most parts of Africa. Yep. So read the also article with, and, uh, not necessarily with respect to big game, but if you're hunting in the U.S. If you've got a tag for a buck and you accidentally kill a doe, oh, um, you're in big you're, trouble. You are in trouble, and you need to, you know, if you're going to get yourself out of trouble, you need to let fish and game know what's going yeah. on. And to Brian's question earlier, what we see is a majestic elephant. The locals see as four hundred thousand kilograms of protein that will feed an entire village for months. Or they might be seeing something yeah. that is trampling their crops. Right. So suddenly that brings, that goes the other way now. We all have, we went into this with the perception. We see this guy who I'm still, I don't care. He looks like a douchebag to me <laughs> sitting uh, on the body of this majestic dead animal. And like, it's such a cool thing to do. But if you did it legally and the food went to um, a local village or something, you know, how does that alter the picture? But once more, you know, this is quite a public opinion. Ta-da. Yeah. I would, you know, Here, how I, does that change anything? I'm still not going to need Jimmy John's. Don't have no desire I, to. I don't, I don't need but, to eat Jimmy John's, but, yeah. but I need you to, to, to handle this particular piece, you know, with, with, with all the details possible, right? Right. Yeah. And, and Ian, I, I have a specific question about, um, you said that he looks like a douchebag to you. So where's the nozzle? I'm not okay, talking okay, to you. Okay, Go away. Right, right. <laughs> but no, <laughs> but the, the fact, even the fact that here I am admitting you know, my, my initial perceptions were one way. Yeah, there are facts that contradict it. I still um, don't want to eat at Jimmy John's. That, that's fine. And I, I don't think him flaunting his trophies helps his company. Although, once more, as we're talking with Chick-fil-A, there is the people on the other side who are going to see that and say, oh, he's my type of guy. I want to support him. Yeah, then those are the but, people that I live with <laughs> in Texas, rather. The, you argument, know. the argument that you don't want to eat at Jimmy John's, but it doesn't have anything to do with with the trophy hunt right doesn't have anything to do with the podcast but the trophy hunt doesn't help me because i you know we're talking about um you know quite a public opinion and my opinion is i look at him in those pictures and it's like no i I think there are companies like jimmy johns that if the ceo or the people in charge put pictures out that was something like oh i admire him for that i might give them a chance i'm gonna give you a scenario and then i'll give you details on it okay um, I happen to know of a of uh, a couple of people who uh, basically got licenses to hunt an elephant specifically to see if their weapon would kill it. Yeah. Would you say that's wrong or right? Uh, to, I don't yeah. like. Yeah, I, it, it it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. That concept. Okay, that would come so with enough a lot of different first conclusions. One, first one was a longbow uh, longbowman. And he wanted to demonstrate that a longbow could be used to take down an elephant, and it could. But we, um, he could have found other ways. I mean, I, I think back to Mythbusters and how they said, well, we're not going to kill an actual animal here. Instead, we're going or to... an use, actual person. Yeah, okay. Our, we're going to use the... We're going to make up a um, something that we can 
test that will not kill anything, but will give us definitive answers whether or not um, it could do the harm. So wait, so but you prefer Subway, right? Yes. So let me ask you, between Jimmy John's and Subway, which is giving more money to pedophiles? No idea. Oh. <laughs> but I'm guessing you're going to tell me now Subway, which once more fits this conversation perfectly in the court of public opinion. So, so ex-Subway spokesman Jared Foley con- uh, oh. confessed to paying teenage prostitutes, right? Remember that? Yep. Yep. Well, yep. now, you see, and then there's a defense on that because he was hired as a spokesman. They didn't necessarily... As soon as it was found out he was doing that, they dropped him. Yeah, I know, but they still I, gave money to a pedophile. Yeah. There was a uh, there was an absolutely great, uh, I heard a routine uh, comic was talking about that. And he said, you know, you you know, if you've ever eaten at Subway, how can you blame Jared Fogel for becoming a pedophile? <laughs> after, eating sand, eat, after eating Subway for that long, wouldn't you love, just want some kind of variety in somewhere? <laughs> right. But, and that makes a great, uh, oh, you know, they, God, they dropped terrible. Jared they dropped Jared because they didn't want the um, court of public opinion to go against them. So as soon as it came out, and that's actually some stuff that I, um, it, depending on how, how many articles we still cover, it so, is a point that's valid. Is, anyway, the second the second person I was talking about was actually testing out a handmade atlatl, and both of these were both of these were a thrower. Yeah, both of these were basically uh, cultural and archaeological experiments, and yeah, they probably could have found a way. To do it that didn't involve actually killing an animal. Sure. Right. There's there's something that I can find that's difficult about that. Not specifically because they are killing an animal. Specifically because you don't know what kind of damage it's going to do to the animal and what is going to happen afterward. You could. Yeah, have that's, a, that's a good. Animal, I would think. I would. You I have thinking to the have same that thing. animal. Yeah, you have to have that animal in such a way that it cannot get out of wherever it is. So that it's not going to go on a rampage. Because if you've seen elephants on YouTube or anything on a rampage, that's not a fun thing. Yeah. I know Plus, putting the animal in pain itself. I know what I was thinking more is that you... On a rampage. Yeah, well, what I was thinking more is that uh, you've got to... You want to make sure to kill the animal as quickly as possible if you're going to kill it for its meat. Um, yeah, that's true. If you're, if, if you're, like, messing around with a longbore or whatever and... You know, you don't get the, a good shot the first time. Uh, that animal is going to be wounded and scared. Yeah. Um. You you want to use a proper weapon that can that can one shot it. Uh, actually, the the longbowman did one shot it. I don't oh, know good. about the atlatl. All right. But the it longbowman is. did one shot it. All right. Okay. Let's wow. move on. He was really really good. Here's though. the things that you 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 can say that that uh, Jared Foley was, was they fired him, they but his name is forever linked is... with Subway. Right. Subway. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it'll never go away. So yeah. here's the thing: we've got we've got a bunch of stuff in here. There's the five companies helping companies. fund Trump's 2020 I, campaign. I do want to cover. I, that's what I was going to say. Do you want to cover that? Um, I was going to say. If everyone wants to okay. say what they want to cover, I do want to go over the five companies because it has a personal thing for me. I I want to. Get I'd to, like to give that gap. Which one, John? Uh, and what about uh, but Tracy Gilliam and J.K. Rowling? I think is, is is another one that we have to hit. I want to hit the Fatty Arbuckle thing because that's what I put in there. All right, and that makes it okay. Okay, so let's well, let's do the five companies funding Trump. Oh, yeah. So the, this one's a personal one to me. Five popular companies helping fund Trump because the first one is one that I will not give up. I Marvel, don't, I don't, Marvel Entertainment. I collect. You know, I'm a comic collector. I love them. Spider Man is my favorite hero of all time. 
I do think that um, the general attitude Marvel's had over the years politically goes against Trump. So this is um, hold on. We're getting so much echo that this is unlistenable. Um, I, I I don't know where where it's coming from. Um, but maybe we should mute why he talks, or because the 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 echo is un, unbearable. <laughs> oh, Mad Cat muted. Go ahead, try try it now. Okay. So Marvel. It, I, I've been collecting the comics for most of my life. Huge Spider-Man fan. Um, it's something I don't plan to give up. And I believe that if you look through Marvel comics and look at their general political message and ideas, I, I very much believe it goes against Trump. I mean, we had Captain America quit being Captain America. Um, although they didn't say it was Nixon, they basically um, gave all the details saying, yeah, this is because of Nixon. They killed Captain America during the Bush era because of what um, Bush Jr. I should say the Bush Jr. era because of what he was doing. I mean, Marvel has done political statements that are very liberal, very much against this. But so apparently, Ian, let me let me ask you: Who was Marvel funding before they were uh, under the Disney umbrella? Well, for one thing, to say Marvel's funding—that's an, another. Th- specifically, it says here the chairman and former CEO donated. The maximum contribution of three hundred and sixty thousand. Wait, Trump. so Marvel? Not Marvel. Okay. So not Marvel. The, not right. Marvel. It's the chairman and the CEO. So is he funding Trump, or is he is he basically voting with his pocketbook, like we were talking about with? Uh, right. That's another thing to look at, um, and, and that's where some of this stuff comes in. But like I said, Marvel. This is one of those times where it would be very hard to get me to go go against Marvel. You. I'm not even sure what you could do because Marvel is generally very progressive. I mean, you have the character Miss Marvel, the first Muslim American superhero, um, stuff like that. They they keep doing all this incredible progressive stuff. Okay, guys, Mad Cat, can you let Mad Cat talk real quick? She she just unmuted, so she'd like to talk. They've also done with the Japanese, Chinese, a whole bunch of different nationalities they've worked with. Plus, you have to remember, too, they don't have Stan Lee there to tell them to stop. (laughs) Wait, that's not right because he wasn't actually. Yeah, Stanley was a bit, a bit of a he was um, just, he was misogynist. A yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I I was gonna say Marvel has done its fair share of of stuff as as liberal as much of their as much of their um, as much of their fiction has been, and with that you know with that particular slant and bias, they've also always been a business. Yeah, you know, let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about what happened with Jack Kirby. Let's talk about all uh, a bunch of different artists and creators over the years that left Marvel with a with a bad taste in their mouths because of a creation that they either sold to Marvel or Marvel huh. noted was uh, was created as an employee and therefore was Marvel property. Mm-hmm. Okay, but here's the thing. Well, every, every, thing oh, uh, go ahead, Matt Cat. I'm sorry. Um, Jack Kirby and Chris Claremont, at least, uh, they went to DC and then they went back to Marvel. Uh, yeah. A lot of them have a tendency of going back and forth depending on how, uh, well, money-wise in the first place. Yeah. And secondly, uh, dealing with um, what the actual climate is in that company at the time because yeah. – like we well, pointed out, there, no... it's different from different from the art. Than so, yeah, but, okay. But you, you DC's no angel either on this. Yeah, so that's fine. No. I, I want to move and on. That, 
Yeah. I, I, so sorry, no, Mar- Marvel's one here that I would have the yeah. hardest time. Here, with. Here's the I, I can yeah. sum this up real quick for you. All of yeah. these, right? Because every single one of them are are a CEO or somebody or a or, right. or, or a private or a private entity giving money to Donald Trump. And right. the idea that a Republican that that is in business, it, the, the Republican Party is still seen as the pro business party. So the idea that these CEOs are giving to him personally has nothing to do with the, with how they feel about uh, you know anti LBGQ stuff like that. This is strictly a pro business point of view that these guys are taking and so and that's every single one of these um you know the cbs mm. wendy's um sc lowry as oh estee lauder i mean none of these are 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 are, are chick-fil-a that's saying hey we're anti-gay but once more it's tr- trying to alter people's opinions within the court of public opinion right, dumbass wants to say that, something. that's definitely what this is about dumbass wants to say something do i yeah. Oh, I don't. You unmuted, so I was still assuming. Oh. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. I guess I was thinking of something to say, but I don't have oh, anything oh, yet. Okay. Well, but but- it's one of those things. This is from the side we normally side with. This is pride. This is a, a, obviously a site dedicated to the LGBTQ movement. Uh, yeah, but, but I think I think they're looking at this wrong. Unless these people right, have come out right. and said specifically anti-gay things, this is just a, just the pro-business. You know, that just although the pro-business they, they, point of view. They, they don't. Have, you look at the headline. All they're saying is to help, um, although companies, it should be five heads of five popular companies or something like that, helping to fund Trump's 2020 campaign. Okay, but... And this is why campaign finance reform is so important too, right? Yes. But it does it put more pressure from the people who were following this LGBTQ uh, page? Does it put more pressure to say that these five CEOs are doing this or do... Is it more put more pressure if you say boycott these companies because they do something? I don't. Well, it's clickbait. They, they want the attention. They want you to go into it and they want you to look at it and have the judgments they want you to. The headline wants you to form. In, in general, looking at the articles that are in here, it makes me have less respect for the for the site that put them up because they're not specifically making an anti-gay argument on these, just that they're giving money to, to one person. They're using Trump to paint everybody who gives him money with, with all of his values. And and I, and while I don't like Trump and I don't like his values in general, that I, I don't think it's fair to say that they all subscribe to everything that he says. And he says it's, he likes gays. <laughs> to, to put, you know, basically to put Trump as the source of all evil is kind of spray tanning everybody with the same brush, right? Exactly. And uh-huh. and I and I don't buy it and I don't like it. I it makes me have less respect for them. If they had some specific arguments as to why these CEOs were were anti-gay and why it was a problem, fine, but they don't. They it, all the, all that but, they had in common was that they gave money to to his campaign. And that's one thing, the court of public opinion isn't necessarily about facts, it's about how you can get people to perceive these companies. And that's their goal here is, okay, well, let's give you something. These are the, the people connected to these companies are doing something we dislike. We want you to go and boycott the companies themselves because we want to make a scene, a movement, and get attention drawn to it. Yeah, it's bullshit. I don't like it. Yep. Anyway, so tell me about Johnny Depp. Okay. And this one is another interesting one where um, it, it goes in some interesting areas about the code of public opinion. Because... Back when uh, the first of the um, Fantastic Beasts movies came out, I know a lot of people that were offended because Johnny Depp was hired on to play the villain in it. Uh, even though in the first movie it was, you know, he was in there maybe five minutes at the most. But there were people that were um, upset at the movie just because Johnny Depp was in it, because he was in the middle of the divorce with his um, ex-wife Amber 
heard, and Steve was saying he abused her and um, had all these accusations out against him. And without any evidence being put out there, the public court of public opinion decided he was a wife abuser and um, we're going to boycott the movie. And I personally think that is one reason the second movie did not do as well as it was expected to do because in it, he had a bigger role. And even before it came out, they were already boycotting it saying, no, 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 Johnny Depp's a, a um, wife abuser. You can't have in, him in a movie. And that shaped the public opinion of the movie before it came out. That also pretty much uh, tanked him for the Pirates of the Caribbean, any further movies. And he's not been, they haven't uh, talked about using Captain Jack Sparrow again. Yeah. Anything but, Disney, you can't do stuff. You mm -hmm. are not, they have heavy, heavy, heavy uh, regulations upon what a, an actor or actress can and cannot do. And it sounds like the truth here is that she like that the, these were just fights between them, right? That he yes. didn't, that he yeah. well, she, that he she was actually the abusive one. Yeah, that's what uh, it everything like. that's coming. Yeah. He has audio of her basically mocking him, saying, "Yeah, what are you going to do? Go out there and tell them you were abused by your wife. No one's going to buy that. No one's going to believe you." And there's there's um, audio of that. Yeah, and she, when, and she yeah, was pretty much right about that, I guess. Yeah, if he, when, if he yeah. didn't have that audio. <laughs> when yeah. the initial charges, when the initial stuff from Amber Heard about Johnny Depp abusing her came out, where were we right in the middle of? I, I don't I know. I think we were right in the middle of something that was all about the pudding. To be honest, I didn't know about any of this till today. Okay, this is right. This is right in the at at kind of the height of Cosby and oh. uh, the start of of. Uh, just all this stuff starting to come out. Basically, you mean the, the, the Me the Too kind of stuff? You know, yeah, yeah. The that, was, Me Too movement. that was one of the problems. It came out during the whole Me Too movement, and there was some stuff in the Me Too movement that kind of screwed people over with just a couple of accusations, like um, the com um, comic turned um, senator. You mean uh, oh, Frank, what's his name? Right. He, he was one that I definitely feel the Me Too movement kind of screwed over. And we can yeah. see Johnny Depp, who basically he, he, he put the he, he put the counter accusations out there, but was silent and wasn't making a big deal about it until now. And he's, it it screwed his career up big time. And like I said, I, I think yeah. the second I, I love the I love the so far I love the Fantastic Beasts movies. I honestly think they're better than the Harry Potter movies. Really, I and I thought the second one was very well done, oh. but it didn't do well. And I put it all on. The Court of Public Opinion going after Johnny Depp. Hmm. Okay. I think hmm. with Johnny Depp, he probably stayed quiet because smart idea, but I think he probably figured that he anything he said was just going to go against him anyway at that right. point of time. Might as well stay quiet, let it be, and then yeah, speak about the it. Let the truth come out later on. Was, do, do, yes. do, do we want to get... Yeah, there, there, is a, there is a thing about the Me Too movement that I, I found a little bit disturbing. Uh, the idea that they put out there that you should always believe the woman when they tell their stories about this. And uh, I mean, I think that goes a little too far. I mean, I think the no. point that you want to get across is don't automatically disbelieve them. Right? Okay. That's and probably that's better, why... but, you know, at the same time, we've come out of hundreds of years of of she's just hysterical right. um she's exaggerating and that's apparently I, there was another article i meant to try and hunt down again where that that's what she was straight out saying she was going to do you know she was admitting that if you call the police on this that's exactly what i'm going to do they're going to side with me i know they would and so in the, the article i have posted here you have um jacqueline kroll um saying i just listened to the two audio files 
I'm gobsmacked that a woman would make false claims about any kind of abuse. This sets us back years, and it makes that much harder to report the real assaults and have people believe victims when things like this happen. Yeah, it, it, it really, it really is, it does all women a disservice when this stuff happens. Yeah, it does. And, but, you know, like, there, there are just people like that. This stuff is going to happen. Right. Well, all right. We have also mentioned, we did discuss before how with men, men should have a Me Too bit as well. Because there are men who have been abused. Yeah. And yeah. women well, do that kind of thing. They pretend they will yeah. do and things that's to exactly make it look the like teacher. they're the one feet. Johnny Depp knew he had would have a hard time winning everything and basically figured let's be silent instead of trying to stand up for myself. And you know I, I, this isn't the only case that's happening, we know that. But that, men, it, it has been shown, men are more likely not to report the abuse because of that. They don't, they don't want to look weak. They, they um, don't want to be able to be turned on them, and so they sit back and just accept it. And you know, and again, yeah, guy culture can be like really toxic for that kind of thing because guys, a lot of guys will just really hammer and make fun of a guy who would be being abused by a woman. Oh, yeah. you're being beaten by a girl. And that also goes in the you know the, the childhood sexual abuse. Men are m much less likely to come forward with it, especially if it was an adult man doing it, because of the embarrassment. Because you know they, they they're less likely to be looked at as a victim and more likely to be mocked and put down and said, well, "Why didn't you just stop it?" Yeah. Right. Also, uh, we need also to. with with sexual abuse on on men, depending upon the age, there's a certain expectation that you don't you know if if the guy is teenaged you know, past puberty, then it's not sexual abuse. It's a favor. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah. bring it back. Let's bring it back. Do you, do you want to do it? Well, well, you can do, you can do, uh, we need to get the Max article. So yeah, well, I, I, I will let the, the court of public opinion here for the podcast pick. Um, We have four more um left. Which ones sound the more interesting to deal with? Well, the Terrence Gilliam thing, he, that guy's just an ass. And I know, and, and, and uh, I, so I think that the JK Rowling one might be more interesting. Okay. So tell me what's going on with J.K. Rowling. So J.K. Rowling is an interesting one because she has, for the longest time, been viewed as this um, strong feminist that everyone wanted to stand behind. And interestingly I enough, very proud follow of up to her last one. Sorry, a very significant part of my identity. Oh, I identify Autoplay as a person. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Autoplay should so, nothing should ever autoplay. I've said it before. <laughs> so JK, I'll, I'll just start over, and that way you can. I'm cut sorry. Into Thank it. you. So J.K. Rowling's has for a long time been held up as kind of a feminist icon, strong feminist. You know, Hermione's the strong feminine character. Um, and interestingly enough, following up on the Johnny Depp one, she actually defended the casting of Johnny Depp in the movie, and she got some negative feedback for that. Um, but this has hurt her even more in the fact that um, she made, made a simple comment that is um, anti-transsexual and or transgender, whatever you will. So um, basically, yeah, go, all the names. Uh, so Mara Forster. We're getting a lot of echo again. Forstater ah. is what I'd call it. Okay. Um, but brought up a claim that she was fired because um, she identifies self-identifies as um, I, I guess she's born male identifies as female, but she, um, she didn't believe in them going into the washroom like other people and all that other stuff. Yeah. So she got fired. So she made a note to it, a yeah. note of it, <laughs> a memo, I think. 
to someone else. Yeah, it's a whole long story, but it led to you know legal actions being done, and um, so who was that got fired? Someone got fired J. because Rowling. Yeah, the lady who made the notes got fired, and J.K. Rowling said that uh, this the woman who got fired said it's all about sex. We know that a man's a man, a woman's a woman, and it's all about about okay. that. Yeah. So J.K. Rowling's agreed with her. So her, basically, J.K. Rowling's, Rowling's comment is not necessarily anti-transgender. That's where it gets it. Yeah. Um, no, but the reference was uh, the statement was. Men is men, women is women. That's how we've known yeah. sex to be. Um, and yeah. a lot so the, of people the, got mad at that. Yeah. So the actual, fu- the, the whole um, twi- tweet she wrote was dress however you please, call yourself whatever you like, sleep with any consenting adult who'll have you, live your best life in peace and security, but force women out of their jobs for stating that sex is real with a question mark. Basically, defending the, the in essence, defending the woman who was pushing the whole biological sex issue. Right. And she didn't actually say that she agreed with her, just that she didn't think she should be fired for stating that opinion, right? Right. So, of course, that leads to, okay, we now have to boycott um, J.K. Rowling's for having that opinion. We, But we don't. Uh, yeah, I, I, I hate this because... Yes, it, we've got people. It's got to be okay for people to have opinions and and okay for us to have discussions and disagree with them. It doesn't mean that everybody who has an opinion like this should be fired. <laughs> I just true enough. Yeah, and and that's where so you know once more that that's what this whole podcast has been about. Really, is the the blurry lines that the code of public opinion creates. It's it's and, a double edged sword. You know. We know now that Hallmark will will blow whichever way the wind blows hardest, <laughs> right? Yeah, true enough. But I mean, Rowling's. I, I still plan to um, see the rest of the um, Fantastic Beast movies, which they did announce. Some, um, starting to work on the third one, and Johnny Depp will be in it. I, I think I'll enjoy it just as much as I've, I've enjoyed the other two. Um, in fact, for Christmas, I bought my girlfriend the um, Harry Potter, the um, first of the books, but the Scott edition. So it's Harry Potter and the yeah. Sorcerer's Stain, something so, like that. And it, it's amusing to try okay. and read because you can figure out what it's actually saying, but it's heavy in the. Scottish um, Broke. dialect. So I was yeah. like, wow. So let me, is... let me ask you one question here. Let, let, let's stick on topic. It, do, it, do we think that J.K. Rowling is anti-transgender or just that she doesn't think somebody should be fired for having that opinion? I would go with so Has she elaborated on that? No. See, I, as far as I can figure, she's kind of backed away and decided she's not going to get involved in this whole thing. Okay. And so, so, it right. sounds so like... we don't actually know what she's saying here, which means any criticism of what she's saying uh, is a little bit unjustified. But that's exactly yeah. what the code of public opinion does. It doesn't care about the, the bigger picture. It cares about the moment. It cares about what um, people are trying to push you towards. Yeah. And, and, and it has most, absolutely yeah. no patience for uh, intricacy. So yep. I, I would say that my, my opinion on this right now is that that, uh, that I do not know if J.K. Rowling is trend, anti-transgender, and I would guess probably not. But I, I do think that um, I, that she's not wrong to say that somebody should not be necessarily uh, fired for having that opinion, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, <sighs> so. But that, that's one of the hearts to the, the, the whole point of this podcast tonight is to look at stuff like that and see exactly, you know, we, we uh, and once more, no matter how badly each one of us right now would love to deny we've ever done that, I'd be willing to oh, bet each have. one of us oh, has no. done it more times than we um, can remember. You're absolutely correct. So right. I do want to get to uh, to um, Sean's article here. Um, 
What 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 is this? Uh, Fatty, Fatty Arbuckle. Arbuckle. Fatty Arbuckle trial. Okay. Tell- so back in 1921, a uh, an actor who went by the name of Fatty Arbuckle, Roscoe Arbuckle, was he was throwing a party. There was liquor. It was this was during Prohibition. There were guests invited and uninvited. There was a commotion. One of the guests was taken to the hospital with injuries where she died later of a ruptured bladder. And somebody who was there at the time, who was uh, actually a known blackmail, accused him of raping and beating this woman that was that became uh, that that died in the hospital. And, you know, essentially he was arrested and tried for it. Now, why this is interesting about the court, the court of public opinion is that he was acquitted, but immediately after he was arrested, national newspapers shredded his reputation. And um, even after he was acquitted in the trial, the motion picture industry banned him from ever working again because they didn't want to be uh, associated with with the bad publicity that he brought. So this is an early example of that court of public opinion. Yeah, so it's been around. It's nothing new. What what we're seeing, what we've been talking about, it's been there. And um, I I think Brian was the one talking about how it seems like it's getting worse with the internet being able to really push it all the more. Yeah, it amplifies it. Do you you guys remember, Ian, I know you watched the Yeah. You remember the episode where they were on a planet where the popularity thing? Yep, people could be the, and there was a convicted yeah. based upon likes. Yes, yeah. there was a, 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 a that's becoming a popular theme um, because there was another sci-fi show on Netflix that had um, what's your name Howard um, from the Jurassic World movies. Isn't isn't that Dark uh, Black Mirror? Bryce Dallas. I, I yeah, Black Mirror sounds right. Yeah. Where she, she was in the exact same thing, where the whole you're, you're trying everyone to like you to get the high, and her day goes worse and worse, and everyone starts disliking her. And by the time she gets to the um, wedding, she's trying to get to her popularity is so low, the bride wants nothing to do with her suddenly. You know, Orville, like, oh. yeah, Orville is they they're actually dealing with a lot of stuff that you know um, they they have the race that's all men, and if they're born yeah. a female, yeah. they you know they change them <laughs> surgically, and that was so. Yeah. That first episode where the daughter, it was so against expectation that it was masterfully done. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah where yeah, yeah. They, the, the two Mocklins had the daughter, and you think that, you know, it's a, it's a Star Trek plot. They're going to win in the end. No. They don't. Yeah, no, no, that series has, has a lot of surprising stuff. And I go to a whole rant on how sci-fi is so progressive in general and uh, all this stuff and... But for different, pot, you know, that's for a different episode, I think. If yeah, we want to go is, there. absolutely. Okay. But um, no, I, I think, I hope we presented our case fairly well. But the card of public opinion is a strong thing. It's out there. It's been manipulating our society for a, a while now. Um, I think we're all guilty of falling into its trap. Yes. Um, and that's why it's called propaganda. It's true. It's a, it's a, it's, that's basically the reason I call myself dumbass. <laughs> I remind myself of that, that uh, I can be really wrong. All of us could be wrong. Yeah. yeah. And I, I I, make a point of uh, reminding everybody on this podcast that I can be wrong every time we do this. <laughs> every, time, every time he opens yeah. his mouth. <laughs> All right. Say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.
as, as long as it's okay with the rest of the populace. <laughs> That's another one in the can. If you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time, you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.